You know, there's a lot of pressure in starting an episode. It's like you don't want to be generic and be like, hi, welcome back. But at the same time, when you're like... When you're 103 episodes in. Yeah, what do you say that you haven't said already? So, hi. <laughs> so, hey, how's it going? Welcome back to the Random Fandom with Brandon Brandon. We're the Brandons, and our fandom is really random. But actually, with a very narrow focus today, you could say. We're talking about Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut that came out on HBO Max recently. A lot of buzz about this recently. Like, a whole lot. Like, I feel like there was more buzz about the remake than there was the original Justice League that we got. How many years ago? 2017? Yeah. So, yeah, four-ish. Yeah, I, I, I don't know that this is something that's been done really recently. I think maybe that's why yeah. the excitement. Plus a big name like Snyder, polarizing figure as he may be uh, for his, you know, cinematic contributions. And a movie that... I would say large consensus, consensus, if you're like us or anyone like us, you wanted so much more from. You talking the original? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's this whole story behind it, too. So for anyone who doesn't know, that Zack Snyder apparently had filmed a whole bunch of other footage and had a whole different direction for the movie. Now, he unfortunately had to step away from the movie after filming a lot of things, because his daughter passed away. So family tragedy. He had to go take care of that. And Joss Whedon jumped in to take his place. Which the average comic book movie nerd was like, yeah, that's great. Because whereas Zack Snyder had not had that much success lately, Joss Whedon was coming off of like the Avengers, you know? And Age of Ultron. <laughs> and Age of Ultron, which is okay. And Avengers movie. But the Avengers, the original Avengers, was great. And Buffy, the Empire Slayer. Ah, so good. In our hearts and minds, forever. <laughs> so it was this big, you know, ordeal of, you know, what could it have been? Because it came out to be a steaming pile of crap. What could it have been if Joss Whedon didn't take over, if Joss Whedon didn't make the changes he made, and we were able to see Zack Snyder's original vision? Yeah. You know, I want to see Colin Trevorrow's uh, the Rise of Skywalker, for instance. It's yeah. out there somewhere, or could be out there somewhere again if they were to... Because from what I understand, what we saw in um, this rendition of Justice League also had some after the fact. Not everything was just what he had already in the can. They went and touched up some things, shot some new stuff. Well, apparently only one scene. Hmm. I, I actually I thought it was more, and then I read an article that said there was only one scene. So I don't know what scene or how much i don't know so we'll break it all down we'll try to do so in a orderly fashion uh get you in get you out uh we're not going to take up nearly as much time as the movie took but i don't say that necessarily as a uh, in vain actually kind of didn't even notice we'll get into some of the nuance and the subtleties and the bigger plot points and all of that and yeah we're gonna do it but first brandon uh would you would you say something just feels missing I feel like a fake sponsor is missing. Top of the morning to you. Being that I'm Irish, that's probably exactly what you'd expect me to say, isn't it, fella? Well, let me tell you something. Not everything you heard about the Irish is true. 
There's way too many false stereotypes and exaggerations about me and me people. And it's about time the rest of the world got to know about the real Ireland. I hear so many things about the Irish that just simply aren't true. Like, kiss the Blarney Stone? <laughs> How about kiss me ass? Well, you probably have Guinness for breakfast, don't you? Are you fucking kidding me? I'd be fired from my job as a financial portfolio advisor for a children's hospital. I got a family to support. Oh, have you ever seen Leprechaun? Yeah, I have. It's a shit fucking movie with Warwick Davis and Jennifer Aniston. Can't believe they made like seven more of those fucking movies. Oh, what about the luck of the Irish? How? How was it lucky when me father, he dressed up as Santa last December, he fell off the fucking roof at the children's hospital I work at, trying to cheer up the sick kids at Christmas. Plus he shattered his pelvis and collapsed a lung. And while he was laid up in the hospital bed, nobody fed his cat, so the poor fucking thing died of starvation. Is that lucky? Oh, what about the Loch Ness Monster? That's in Scotland, you prick. Learn your geography. I want you to ignore these stereotypes, and instead, I invite you to come to Ireland and get to know us Irish and our country in real life. Book your travel arrangements today at www.irl-irl.com. It's Ireland in real life. And we're back. Special thanks to Ireland in real life. I think that was very eye-opening for the rest of us who had never been to Ireland. What is your number one destination, vacation destination, someplace you have not been yet? Um, Australia or Japan. That's weird. That's Those are my two as well. You want to go together? I think we kind of have to now. Okay, cool. Dude, imagine all the recordings we could do there. Dude, imagine dragons. Nope. Oh, no, <laughs> those are only in New Zealand. All right, let's focus. Let's strap on, punch Ew. a few nuns, and talk about... Talking about strap-ons and punching nuns. Yeah, uh, which is... Punching nuns with strap-ons. You could. At the next Random Fandom with Brandon and Brandon podcast. All right. Justice League, the Zack Snyder cut. Is that the official title? That seems right. I think so. Where do we start with this four-hour movie? I watched it like a series, like a season, basically. Mm -hmm. I did appreciate that they had broken it down by chapters, so I could kind of be like, okay, I can stop here for tonight. Mm -hmm. How many uh, settings did it take you to get through? Um, Oh, man. There were some times where I'd watch it for 15 minutes, and there were some times where I'd watch it for maybe a little over an hour. It probably took me five or six. And it was because a lot of times I'm I'll literally watch it for a short period of time while I'm eating cereal in the morning, and then I go shower and whatnot. So... I kind of broke it out like a t- like I would a TV show I was watching. I appreciate you saying that because you mentioned cereal. And if anyone wants to know what our consensus <laughs> best cereals are, go listen to our previous episode. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's in the archives. And it took me three settings to get through it. It was probably from the latest post-Christopher Nolan Batman movies as uh-huh. far as a DC property-based film. It was probably one of the least painful to get through. Uh, Wonder Woman being an aside, Shazam being an aside, Joker, if you can count it, but I don't really because it doesn't tie into like, you know. It's, yeah, it's not in the same vein. He, he's just a property that they, uh-huh. you know, they used. But um, I was actually really like watching this with anticipation and excitement and never really felt like the bottom dropped out too hard. Mm-hmm. There, was, there was definitely stuff I didn't like, which how could you not in a four hour movie unless you're watching like the Peter Jackson cut of Lord of the Rings. Because that's just immaculate and untouchable. Suck it if you disagree. (laughs) 
I felt like the same things that bothered me in the original theatrical cut anyways were the same things that bothered me in this one. And everything that I liked, I almost fully give credit to this movie now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For instance, let me be specific. I know that sounded kind of general. I never liked The Flash. I never liked the guy who was cast as him. I thought he was useless. Um, still pretty much was. He now looks like he's ice skating more than before. Like slow motion ice skating and like mm. throwing his arms. And I, yeah, I just don't get how I, every character, whether they had their own standalone movie before or after, you got their motivation, a little bit of their history, their fighting style, what what brought them to the dance. And I don't get that with Flash. I feel like he is just so useless. And Even after this current movie gave him a little bit more to work with? Barely. Barely. Yeah, I agree. I think that I think that it was there. There was definitely more of a history with his father being in jail and But who is his father? Why should we care? It's just his dad, you know. We never Well, there, I mean, yeah, we, but, we never but the got, story is that his, I mean, anybody who f- follows the Flash as a character or the TV show or anything knows that the father was charged for the murder of their mother. Yeah, falsely. Their mother. That's <laughs> not their <laughs> they're, they're really brothers. Yeah, they're, they're brothers and dads. It got weird, yeah. Uh, of of the Flash's mom, and and that was was wrongly imprisoned, and Barry Allen was going into, um, I think forensics or something like that to to basically try to get his dad out of jail. I mean, that's like the whole origin story, and I think they were able to touch on it without feeling like it was an origin story. Does that make sense? We just I, needed a slow mo at the beginning and pearls dropping and. Yeah. And bats fluttering out of a belfry or whatever <laughs> to really bring it home. Um, that, to me, I remember feeling a dislike about, mm-hmm. and it was still very strong. I thought they did an excellent job of giving you a more well-rounded view into Cyborg and the dynamic between him and his dad. It's like he almost got his own origin movie inside of this movie. I felt like he got a lot of time. He had a lot more. And apparently... He still looked kind of lame, though. He looked way better, though. He looked better. Way better. Not great, but better. Not great. And it's like they added more tech to him, which I didn't think they needed to. Um, He could basically do anything. uh, Yeah. Well, it's like, dude, you have Superman and Cyborg who are just near invincible and can do anything. Yeah. I mean, literally, he can just touch a computer and look up any porn site he wants. It's like, come on. Lucky. You, we know you have to log into that shit. I wonder if his upload times are as fast as his download times. I bet he even has a problem downloading Call of Duty updates. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. So, But he did get a lot more time, yeah. which I appreciated because I think that he was woefully underrepresented in the last movie. And apparently there was some sort of issue with Joss Whedon and, and the actor who played Cyborg. Yeah. Like they just legit butted heads and it almost... It's almost like Joss Whedon took it out on him on by the editing taking room floor. out, yeah, on the editing floor. Well, just taking out all his origin, making him just this super side character with no importance to the plot. Yeah. Uh, Step talking about looking better. Steppenwolf looked way better. Still, didn't get yes. a sense of who he was or what his motivation was. He was basically just a glorified henchman, made bad guy for this movie. Yeah. But, you know, just as well that he got his head cut off because we're never going to see him again. I I think I think it did a decent job, way better than the last movie. Again, we're going to say this a lot. 
Whereas we might not be fully happy about something in this movie, Mm -hmm. the caveat will always be it was way better than the last Justice League. That's fair. And in this case, he had at least some sort of backstory and personality that we can see. I mean, I kind of feel like they... I feel like the children of Thanos had a similar feel where you didn't really have to learn that there's much background to each character. You know there 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 is one, but you didn't have to learn it. You just know that whatever it is in their life that led them there, they are now serving Thanos. And I kind of felt that same way in Justice League to the villains there. Um, you know, that he's just serving Darkseid. And we don't really we don't really know Darkseid's story, but you could tell that they were trying to open it up to, you know, a sequel where you learn more about Darkseid. And what his... was Darkseid's motivation for wanting to come to Earth? He sought Superman or he sought some type of power or power supply or source that was hidden on Earth? There, yeah, there was the... Um, he was looking for the anti-life equation, which I don't know much about that. I don't really know what that is. Um, I'm, I'm not too deep into that part of the comics to know. But he was looking for the anti-life equation, which is sort of like some all-powerful infinity zone or infinite infinity zone. Yeah, that's the <laughs> zone in which the infinity the, zone, the infinity stones, with laser tag. Um, it's like kind of like the infinity stones, where there's you know it's all-powerful. But the anti-life equation was found to be there on Earth, and that's why he was there. That's what we know. Okay. Power, yeah. evil, and power. So obviously, a four-hour movie could easily be two movies in two different settings. Yeah, I almost feel like maybe it would have benefited from that, but at the same time, it is what it is. I liked the extra kind of hypothetical scenes. I thought they distracted from the movie, though. When they like, or if they only showed one at the beginning, one at the end, but they kept interspersing the post-apocalyptic. What if Darkseid did come and he, Superman, woke up out of his Kryptonian resurrection, pissed off and evil, and they never, you know, tapped into Clark Kent. Should have just said Martha. And I felt like those scenes were fun, but kind of distracted from what's actually going on right now. It's like, stop looking in the future. What if style? Let's focus right now. I think the biggest case in point was the very end scene, you know, where they're in a post-apocalyptic Nevada. And he's speaking to Joker. I mean that one. Yeah. And while people, and to me, Jared Leto, even if he's this look, I, I, I don't need him to be Joker. Yeah. His Joker doesn't really work for us. And it, it's not, it's not in this movie, nor ever was what we wanted out of a Joker. Yeah. Um, nothing against him as an actor. He's fine. It's just he, the, the way they chose to go with this Joker does not work for us. Yeah. But I... I, I like those extra scenes, but I feel like those were things really you watch on a DVD extra. Like, it, they're probably extras for a reason. Well, and I think that they... Maybe they would have been, right? Yeah. Like, maybe they... Maybe that was the plan, was that that was going to be post credit scene that was supposed to set up the next movie or something like that. But... They're not going to go. Dark side comes and conquers the Earth, and you well, know, in that case, militarizes Superman. Well, I th- I don't know exactly the angle that they're going to be taking in order to make Superman the bad guy, but I mean, we do have the Injustice storyline where Superman basically is tricked 
to kill Lois Lane. And then he goes apeshit. And he goes, okay, you know what? We can't keep on letting these criminals live. And he just basically goes, you know, hand of God on all criminals. And, and you know, in essence becomes the big bad guy. And um, I don't know if that's what they were trying to set up or if they were setting up a, a version of that where maybe Darkseid is the one that did something to force Superman to become that guy. I don't know. Yeah. But, I, yeah, who knows? But in this case, I think with the fact that HBO was saying, you know what, Zach, you go ahead and put any and every clip you want in there. We're not going to tie tie your hands. He's just kind of like, all right, I'm going to put it all in there, like literally all four hours, including these dream sequences that in the regular movie, no, no way they would, like any movie company would let him, A, make it this long, and B, put other scenes like that that just kind of pad the runtime. So we've already touched on Dark Side. Where does how does he fit in going forward? Because they've thwarted his ascendance to Earth, right? By destroying the mother cubes, the mother box, which basically looked like Tesseracts. They didn't destroy him, did they? I don't see. I got I lost. I think they separated them. Yeah. And then they basically closed off some portal. I, I don't know. Um, I got a little lost with that. Yeah, I did too. Now that you know, I watched it a while ago, a couple weeks ago. Uh huh. So it, it's not fresh in my mind, but I remember them pulling the cubes apart. Um, yes, at the end, right when, <laughs> yeah, uh, right when uh, Darkseid's about to enter, and they send Steppenwolf's head through it instead, or something yeah. like that. Can I say that was a cool way of killing Steppenwolf? It, it was like a good team up. Like, oh, I'm gonna hit him with the shield. Oh, I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. So everyone gets their final lick in on him. That was pretty cool. And honestly. I'm totally okay with Wonder Woman killing him. You know, in comic books and in comic book movies, there's always this thing about killing where they they don't want to show the hero actually take a life, but they're okay with the hero dropping somebody off a ledge but not killing them or or yeah. doing something where the the bad guy slips off a cliff and kills himself. In this case, I totally am okay with them just allowing the heroes to be murderers as well. It fits. It fits the style. That's for Earth's protection. Right. Yeah. Kill one to save many. Totally good equation. Is Darkseid coming? Like, how does he get here now? Well, I don't know if they're going to continue with this Snyderverse. Yeah. Because they already have a new Batman coming. Yeah, but I think that's going to be more like how the Joker was actually the Joker and just kind of standalone. Oh, you think it'll be completely separate? I don't see it tying together. Hmm. Yeah, I really don't. Especially with the tone and tenor that this one seems to be taking. It looks just off-shot-ish. Oh, yeah. that'd be interesting. Yeah. Have we ever had like two strings of Batman movies at the same time or something similar? No, not to my knowledge. Spider-Man? Do we have two? No, we, there were... Well, we had... No, I don't know. No, they were separate from each other at all times. Huh. Even though there's three versions of you know cinematic Spider-Man, basically. Yeah, I, I, I have, I, I did feel like I, while I was entertained and at a much more efficient pace uh, than the previous go round, I felt like I had a lot of questions that this movie either it did not intend to answer or now has not the ability. For future reference to answer. Like, what was Martian Manhunter all about? 
did we really even need him? I was cool to yeah, see him. Yeah. But that, like, I was just like, okay, cool. So it was a cool cameo. What is he doing, though? Is he like the overseer? Is he like the watcher, you know? And what is his motivation? Why did he talk to Superman's mom dressed as his human self? I know. Way to, way to like, sh- take away a sweet moment between a grieving mother and a grieving wife. Yeah. And then just to make it so that it's Martian Manhunter. That was weird. Well, well, it was well, such it a was weird cool. decision. It was cool. Like, oh, there he is. But then as I think about it, why? Or mm-hmm. what's this indicative of it going forward? Yeah, I, I didn't quite understand that. Once again, I think it's him just trying to set up. I don't, I don't know if he's going to get his Snyder verse that he wants. But I think what he's really trying to do is, is start to... To plant the seeds of a Snyderverse. And so he's just putting it all out there. I would really like for it. I mean, the motivations for Bruce Wayne and Batman were basically the same in this one as in the previous. So cool. That was a continuity. Like, hey, we're going to need some people. I've been scouting these people out because I checked my emails and then I found out that there's an Aquaman. (laughs) Um, I I wish he would have said, you know what? It we got pushed to the limits and there's more coming. Obviously, they saw this alien overlord destroyer eater of worlds in a portal, eyeing them. You know, yes, yeah. Superman's back, but is We're it going to be enough? More. And I would have loved if they like would have like just shown like you know like walking down the street like Zachary Levy or something like that, <laughs> or the kid who played him or something like that, mm. and just like he like just stumbles and trips and looks up and sees like Superman or something like that. Mm -hmm. I don't know, just something goofy. Because remember, at the end of Shazam, they make reference to the fact that he's friends with Superman, but... But then Henry Cavill like couldn't do it, so they just didn't show his face. Yeah, it wasn't an on-screen payoff. And honestly, the Lantern Lantern course... Well, and again, they hinted at it when the Great Wars from before for the... Of course, there's always a great war from before that determines the fate now and present day and someone's coming for it. It's it's very Lords of the Ring-ish. The story was... Very Lords of the Ring-ish. Yeah. He, basically, Steppenwolf was a ring wraith. Yeah. And instead of rings, he's looking for mother cubes or boxes? Mother boxes. Mother boxes. Um, I did like how this movie emphasized how each race or planet or world or where whatever is the right terminology had a stake in what's going on. Even though it's being played out on Earth, it's not just an Earth problem. Like, he goes to Atlantis. He goes to this. He has history with them, whether current or in the past. I did mm-hmm. like that they really tried to tie that into focus so each character had a motivation for wanting to stop him. Yeah. yeah Some it, it, more it was reluctant reminiscent than others. of like elves and dwarves and right. man teaming up, right? In this case, it was it was humans and Themyscirans and Atlanteans. Amazons, but from Themyscira. Oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, sorry. I just nerded out a little harder than you did. <laughs> you always get harder when we talk about Amazons. Well, can you blame me? No. So, you know, there's a whole slew of changes and we can't go over them all. But some of the some of the simplest and most basic ones that he made are in my opinion the made for a, a significantly more aesthetically pleasing movie. Yeah. For example, that ending scene that was supposed to take place in Russia in the nuclear area in Joss Whedon's version... It looked like shit. It looked like crap. I can still remember that. It was all red, and it just looked... Super red and muted in damp colors. Yeah. And it looked like it was CG. Everything looked CG. And then, of course, Zack Snyder can come, and he has all the time and money in the world to polish it up. 
But something as simple as taking away a re- the red cast it was huge. Yeah, it made I agree. it look so much better. And I, it's just little things like that that I question. Yeah, why did Joss Whedon, as a director who I generally like, why did he make these stupid ass decisions? And then in that same scene, he added the uh, the family. The one Russian family who's living out in the nuclear wasteland I for remember some that. stupid like, reason. Wow, yay. And then, you know, we got to save them and we got to put them in the back of a truck and they got to drive out of here. It's like nobody cares. We're no. not going to be connected to, to what's this family happening we've never seen before. Because there's this, yeah, human family that chose to live in a nuclear wasteland. Yeah. They're idiots. <laughs> like, period. I don't know. And that whole thing was taken out and I'm totally okay with that. It you made for what? a better I, movie. I, I am only now reminded of that and I'm remembering it because you mentioned it and then along with that how much I hated that in that moment you're right mm-hmm. and it was just like that was just like such a weird fake hallmark moment like yeah. oh now we're safe yay I still feel and then you know as I'm watching this just a week or two ago and now having feelings evoked from the previous go around I still feel like Basically, everyone, though smart, though strong, was pretty much useless against Steppenwolf. And it was just like playing like playing a game of war and only having twos and threes up against, you know, mm-hmm. like someone who has nothing but face cards until Superman comes. And it's just like, oh, game's over instantly. Trump card. Yeah. And I, I, I but then it's not really the Justice League. It's like Superman with supporting cast. They're, they're hitting Steppenwolf. With their best shot, they're breaking him down. They're using, you know, the tactics, and they still just basically are just fighting his winged baddies for, well, in this case, like three hours. And then Superman comes along, and then pretty much the action's over. I just feel like he was a little OP then in a condensed form, and now in longer form, he was still kind of OP. I did like the scene, and I felt like they almost did it beat by beat when he's resurrected, and he's just a pissed, angry, mm-hmm. you know, alien god. I... I did like this movie. It was a tall task. You know, of course, oh, four hours, you know, and people exaggerate. Oh, you know, when I think we even did it like, you know. Yeah, we called it. Like said. Several hours or seasons or whatever. Yeah. It it wasn't, it didn't play out that way. Um, it, it's, it's a ringing reminder that Zack Snyder loves out of place music sometimes. I just feel like all of a sudden yes. like, oh, and then, yeah. And all this yes, like weird the, foreign the music took it away stuff. actually and again too much slow-mo it's like you don't need slow-mo in a four-hour movie 10 percent. so somebody calculated i think it was ign calculated that 10 percent of the movie was in slow motion it's a it's, that is it's too much ridiculous it's he's too in love with that um it's sort of his style and i think there is a time and a place for it but he uses it. But it doesn't. So it's not often. special when it's basically links yeah. from scene to scene. I, in one of the Themyscira scenes, where they're using the mother box is sort of like this football, right? Like let's get it out of this crumbling building and let's right. ride it away on horses. That was so full of slow mo. There's this one slow slow motion scene where she's running and doing a Indiana Jones slide underneath a um, a closing door. Yeah, and it's so slow. And it just looks so fake that she's just got this like one pose as she just slides under. And and that was fairly early on. And in my head, I was thinking, uh, oh, my go. God, Zack Snyder is not letting up on the slow motion. And he didn't the entire time. And it was 
so prevalent and annoying. Too much. Especially, why are you trying... Don't pad the runtime even more. <laughs> like, what are you thinking? I'm pretty much tapped out on my thoughts. I'm thinking it was better. But because something has such a low bar to clear, does that inherently make it good? I'm somewhere in between. Right. I, I'm not going to say this was like a really good movie. I'm going to say it was certainly a lot better. To call it a movie is hard because the previous basis was something we were in and out of a movie theater for like, what, two hours, 15 minutes tops. I couldn't go sit in a movie theater for four hours. So, of course, this only could be done like this. But the Justice League Zack Snyder experience overall, I felt was an improvement. I just don't know how it's going to get paid off. With all the things it raised. And that's what makes me feel like this is maybe just all for naught. Like I got this really cool concept and I finally got to do it the way I wanted to. And it's spanned from pre-production to the time this cut came out. Probably six, seven years. But is it going to go anywhere ultimately? And I feel like, yeah, I got a fast car. But what's the point if I can only drive it in circles? And I feel like this is very circular movie making. Yeah, it does feel like it's more of a passion project where Zack Snyder just had to prove that his movie that he was planning to make was better. I also recognize, though, that under the old circumstances, if he didn't have the tragedy and had to also cut a movie down in order to put it in theaters to two and a half hours, his movie would have probably been a crippled mess as well, kind of like Batman v Superman was, where nothing made sense, right? And here he's got so many things going for him. He's got the ability to play Monday Night Quarterback on on somebody else's version of his movie. He can look at thread after thread of what people say they hated about it and just change that. And then all of a sudden it's just simply better. And he had the ability, because it's on HBO Max, to put it as long as he wanted. They didn't give him like this... You know, okay, well, you can only make it X amount of hours. Like, no, they just said do whatever you want. So he got all these things that he wouldn't have been able to have the first time. So I don't believe it's fair to call this an apples-to-apples comparison. It really is like, you know, we were getting kind of mushy apple slices before, and then now we get like a crisp, ripe apple, but they're still both apples. But they're completely different. The fuck are you talking <laughs> All right, uh, Brandon Appleseed. Yeah. Uh, no, I, I. There's a point to my what I'm saying. And all you want is a pair. Oh, a pair of what? Uh, no, a pair like <laughs> the fruit. I, I know. Oh, okay. Pair of grapes. That's all I want. So, when it comes down to it, I actually was very pleased with the outcome. There were things, especially near the beginning, when I was watching it, I was thinking, "Oh my God, he's." Zack Snyder is so up his own ass right now. Oh yeah, uh, that it it's bugging me and and it's it's ruining my enjoyment. But when that would go away, I was able to appreciate all of the background that he was able to create for this movie. Because unlike Marvel, we're not getting separate movies for all these characters. No, this so, is some of these guys' only chance, probably. Yeah, and so yeah. we got the opportunity to learn more about the Flash, more about. Um, um, cyborg 
more about the villains and and I think it was good and I liked it and I enjoyed it but I also think it's unfair to like really rate it as a as I would a normal movie yeah it it it's not a normal movie it's just really for not. those circumstances you listed if I had to put a grade on it as I think it's about time to do I would say this is a seven for me yeah like the meets the qualifications for what I would consider to be a good movie. I think I would be a seven as well. Yeah. I'm right there. It wasn't at any point excellent or awesome, but it was entertaining. I was hypersensitive going into the fact, oh, this is four hours. And coming out of it, though it took multiple settings for each of us, I didn't feel like I was asked out too much for my time. I feel it, the same way. It flew. Not, it flew. It had a nice flow to it. And I definitely give credit to the uh, the chapter breaks intentionally. So uh, kind of as almost like like on-screen markers, you know. Overall, yeah. it gave us something to talk about. So I'm appreciative of that. Because right. <laughs> it's been a pretty slow uh, otherwise in the last few months just for, for content. I was looking forward to this. I didn't feel disappointed. I just, you know, to borrow a, a movie quote um, from 10 Things I Hate About You... You know, I know you can be underwhelmed, and I know you can be overwhelmed, but can you ever just be whelmed? This movie was just whelming. Hmm. It wasn't underwhelming. No. It certainly wasn't overwhelming. It was just, I felt whelmed by it. Let's put it this way. Please, I was, would you? I was expecting it to be much worse. I was expecting it to be like a polished turd, right? Mm-hmm. But really, he made so many unique changes that I think it deserves to be in a category separate from its original release. And he did improve on it. So I, as well, would give it a 7, like you, because I, I I did enjoy it. And even though it's hard to compare it to any other actual regular movie, but if you were to compare, did I have a better time watching this than I did the last Justice League? Yes, absolutely I did. Yeah. Okay. This has also spawned talk about, oh, what if they did a Suicide Squad director's cut? Oh, no. No thanks. No, no, no. No interest, but... Would you, if someone said, hey, it's whether been post or secret footage has been uh, found and unearthed, would you watch a an original Rise of Skywalker, the last Star oh, Wars totally, movie? Totally. Oh, that please. doesn't exist, if, but if, if it did, yes. No, but it has to, and it can now. They can go back and like just crowdfund it, <laughs> can I think. Crowdfund a Star Wars film? <laughs> I'll throw down 20 bucks to see what could have been or what should have been. All right. Are there any other movies you want to see a director's cut of? Me? Yeah. I want to see a director's cut of you. I know there's a better Brandon <laughs> out there somewhere. You are the better Brandon. Oh, shit. All right. We're breaking barriers here at the Random Fandom. Uh, thanks for tuning into episode 103. We're about to get out of here, but I feel like something else could be in the mix before we, you know. Yeah, every... Once in a while, we like to throw in a shadow of the synopsis, where I'm going to read Brandon a sure do. synopsis, and he's going to try to decipher what it is I'm talking about. Is it a movie, TV As show, I, video I'm game? As I am often wondering when it comes to talking to you, I'm like, what the what hell is he is talking it? about? Talking is, are you going to talk more about apples? or? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I can actually just swap out like the word protagonist with apple. Please. Our apple awakens alone in a strange hotel to find that he is wanted for a series of brutal murders. The problem is, he can't remember whether he committed the murders or not. For one brief moment, he is convinced that he has gone completely mad. 
Our apple seeks to unravel the twisted riddle of his identity. As he edges closer to solving the mystery, he stumbles upon a fiendish underworld controlled by a group of ominous beings that seem to control the city in unnatural ways. Pursued by these beings, our apple discovers that... I'm going to keep laughing every time I say it. It's okay. Pursued by these beings, our apple discovers that the beings are extraterrestrials that are experimenting on humans. He also learns that he has the same psychokinetic powers as the extraterrestrials, which he will need to use if he plans on defeating them. Do you know this title, Brandon? Until you talked about extraterrestrials, I thought for sure I knew it was. What did you think you knew? What did you think it was? I thought it was that uh, kind of really underrated game called 13, where you're accused of murder and turns out you're hmm. a dissociative identity disorder person or multiple personalities, split personalities, but that wasn't aliens. I, of course, knowing is only half the battle, guessing is the other half. I know that I'm going to guess. Okay. Is this prototype, the game? It is not. What is it? This is Dark City. Wait, what? Yeah, Dark City. You know what's funny? We have done this. We have. Very many. With Kiefer Sutherland. Well, yes, he's one of them. That was I gave you that one like on our fifth recording back okay. in like five years ago, and now I don't even recognize it. Well, granted, a lot of life has happened. We in were five talking years. about this ahead of time. Yeah, I was okay, like, yeah. I, I go can't ahead and remember. pull the curtain back a little bit. Well, and I was like, I, I can't remember. I have an idea for one, but I can't remember if we've done it. And so before this, I was like, well, let me give you the the shadow of the synopsis. I honestly, I gave it to him before we started recording. And I but said, I haven't. I tried to block it out of my mind. I just and I was like, do you know what this is? And he was like. No, I, I don't I don't know. I, and you're like, well, I think I used this one before, and it turns out I've used you it. You used it on me, yeah. I, I think it was like back at like within the first five episodes, because I was like really trying to throw you a curveball, but not something that's so obscure right. that like only like like super hardcore would know. Anyway, that's a pretty twisted Dark movie. Dark City is yes, yeah, twisted, but it's really good. Special effects, really well directed. And, yeah, that was like early '90s, right? Uh, yeah, I can't remember. I don't even remember the main character's name. Uh, Kiefer Sutherland. No, no, no. The the actual main protagonist. It wasn't Kiefer Sutherland. Apple. Kiefer Sutherland played like the weird doctor that like. Oh yeah, you're kinda, right. Um, you know, looked like the hunchback. Well, I failed. Anyway. Did you get it right? Feel free to let us know. Um, <laughs> this seems like a good time to tell you how to communicate with us, and we'll communicate right back with you. Uh, we have a Twitter, do we not? We do. It's at random fandom wbb. And that is also. Uh, social media and then we also <laughs> have going with this? a gmail account thank you way to pull up the notes <laughs> you can, thank you um random fandom cast at gmail.com is a way to get a hold of us that way yeah so we're 100 episodes 100 and episodes we are 103 episodes down many more to come feel free to let us know what you want us nine, to talk about next too pennies. oh yeah you can add that shit up anyways uh we're out of here thank you for being a fan of our fandom stay geeky bye now